This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. We're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects today. So, and, and, and then some people are going to be like, you're really weird or whatever it is. But we're going to talk about the gallbladder today. Okay? Then you're not getting better is the gallbladder. The gallbladder is like ginormously important to us. <laughs> you wouldn't think so with a gajillion gallbladders coming out. I think it's, I think it's, God, how much is it? 75,000, I forget. I actually have notes in front of me today. I don't usually use notes. Okay, but the gallbladder to me is so huge. It's so important that I, I, I really want to, I'm not good at statistics and stuff like that. I'm not great at numbers. So, but I really wanted you to get the whole idea of what's going on. Now, most of you, know, so I'm gonna be looking down and reading off my notes. So if that looks unprofessional, then too bad. That, this is where we're, where we're gonna do it. So, so what does gallbladder do? Okay, what, what, most of you know that gallbladders break down fats. Uh, most of you know people who've had their gallbladders out and it's like, oh, that, you know, they had pain, it took the gallbladder out, the pain went away and then it came back. Or sometimes the pain went away and stayed away, but you know, I don't see those patients. I see the pain where they took it out, it came back, they took my gallbladder out, the pain never went away, um, and, 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 and gallbladders shouldn't come out anywhere near as frequently as they're coming out, like, like 90% less frequently than they're coming out. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. They do a lot more than fat digestion. Um, it, it, it does change your cholesterol. So cholesterol is, is um, kind of, kind of uh, accumulates in your, in your liver. It has, to be, it, has to be, it has to be broken down so that it can get into your system. And, then, uh, uh, and, it, and that's done by bile salts and that's done in your gallbladder. Um, those of you who can't eat fish oils, okay, those of you who can't, it, it, it helps to break down and it helps with the absorption of fatty acids. So it helps with the absorption of your fat-soluble vitamins, not just the fish oils, not, not just A, but, it, but also vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K. So if you're taking all those things <laughs> and they're, they're coming out the other end, or if you're taking these, these things, and you still have flaky skin, and then you're either not taking enough or you're not breaking it down and absorbing it. The gallbladder is one of the biggest reasons that you may not be able to take that. The symptoms of gallbladder are, symptoms of gallbladder are, you know, patients will come in here and, they'll, and, and I'll, you know, I have, a, I have an assessment format people put out and there's a whole section on gallbladder. First question is like, you know, how do, what, what happens when you eat fried foods, fatty foods? And a lot of people just leave it blank or they go nothing. And I have to ask them and say, cause it's a zero to four scale, zero meaning nothing ever happens. So they, they mark zero. I'll always ask that person, is that because you don't eat fried foods and fatty foods and things like that? And the most of the time they'll say yes. Why? Because it makes them not feel good. It makes them not feel good because their gallbladder is not working, okay? Uh, some of the bigger ones for gallbladder are, uh, some of the bigger ones are I can't do fish oils, can't eat fatty foods. Uh, gas and bloating and distension a couple of hours after, after I eat uh, fatty foods. But then a lot of times I don't realize it's the fatty food. Uh, big one is uh, can't take supplements, can't take the fish oil supplements. I burp up fish oil, I burp up fish oil, I burp up uh, uh, a fatty fish oil after I do it. 
And, uh, kind of, cup one is really interesting. Two that are really interesting um, are uh, uh, itchiness in the palms of your hands and just general itchiness. I itch, I just itch all over. I don't know why because your gallbladder, when it's not clearing things, those bile salts and the uh, toxins from from not getting cleared and getting into the intestines, they got to go somewhere. Some of them make it because not having a gallbladder will also cause constipation. One of the things that can cause constipation. So if it's not getting, if, if you're not clearing those, the, those toxins, if you're not clearing those bile salts into the, into the toilet, and you can only clear so much through your kidney, it's going to the skin, it's going to itch. That's like, that's like, to me, like one of the biggest things when I see like itchiness all over. Um, and I, it's kind of generally, uh, the, uh, the other one is like dry flaky skin, which can be thyroid. It can be, it can be, you know, a lack of essential fatty acids. I don't eat enough nuts. I don't eat enough fish. I don't eat enough olive oil. I don't eat that stuff. But then if the person's going, well, I eat all that, then it's not getting broken down. It's not getting through the intestines. It's not getting in your, into your, into your system. You have dry flaky skin. And so all of these are potential signs of gallbladder. The gallbladder helps with the secretion and detoxification of a lot of different things. One of the biggest things it helps detoxify is in women is your estrogen. A lot of, people, a lot of women who are, who, who are like estrogen dominant, they may just have bad liver and bad gallbladder. I, had a, I have a, a, actually an employee here and we were doing kind of a little bit of a beta trial here on the program. I, those of you who saw my, my New Year's, um, uh, uh, hi, my New Year's talk or, or my New Year's presentation, uh, my, New Year's, my New Year's card to you, my verbal card to you, we talked about how we're, we're working on different level programs that maybe we can offer um, that are more amenable to people who can't get here you know, people who, 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 you know, are wondering whether this actually works or not and so on and so forth. So anyway, we, we, we tried it on all of our staff members here. And I have one staff member here who got her period within like two weeks, um, just detoxing, just in the initial detox phase of one of the programs we're considering because it detoxed her liver, it detoxed her gut, and it detoxed her gallbladder. And all of a sudden, she started clearing excess estrogen from her system because it was stuck in her gallbladder and was stuck in her liver. And she got her period back after two and a half years of not having a period. Um, and she was kind of happy about it. <laughs> but uh, but, but so, so the gallbladder is a big part of detoxing your estrogens. Now, is that a big deal? Yeah, a lot of you, like a lot of you women know too much estrogen is not a good thing. It gets in your cells, ultimately can lead to cancers, but long before that it can lead to you getting uh, it can it can imbalance you, and you can get you can get depression, and you can get uh, uh, all kinds of things from the gallbladder, from the gallbladder not working. And and if the gallbladder doesn't work, the gallbladder, and we've talked about this, the gallbladder has to work to actually activate the pancreas and to um, and then to uh, uh, um, activate the now expanding understanding of the microbiome. It actually helps to, um, to, to, to cause the immune aspect of the microbiome to work better. And that's because the gallbladder actually puts out um, enzymes that help your immune system. So the gallbladder is a big deal. The, all, the gallbladder works with the pancreas to decrease inf or, or prevent and decrease inflammation in the intestines. So you can kind of see why this is one of my 
favorite subjects in a sense of, and I just had one the other day. Again, I, I say that, but this, this is what I do. And the other day, so the other day, I have, I have someone come in and they haven't been, they went through our program, and then uh, this was about three years ago, and they were doing great, and then apparently they had stresses in their life, went off the diet. I mean, she was, came in and just vomited all this out. I went off the diet, and you know, and I, I just got back on it 10 days ago. I'm feeling much better. The final diet that we had come up with for her, she says, I, I've been kind of on and off with the supplements, and uh, you know, so I kind of, and we have a, you know, when we're done, we tell people what supplements you should take. We try to tell them, we try to get them down to as few as possible. But the ones we tell them to take, they better take. And, and one of them was gallbladder. And one of them was gallbladder and the other one was hydrochloric acid. The two things that I just got done saying, it, your, your, your problems will come back or they'll never go away if, you're, if either one of those aren't working right. And sure enough, you know, she, she had the assessment form was all marked up. She had, she had stomach symptoms, she had pancreas symptoms, she had gallbladder symptoms, she had gas, bloating, blood sugar symptoms, she had thyroid symptoms, she has something called Hashimoto's. And we, when, when we finally came down to it, it was her gallbladder and it was her hydrochloric, and it was, and it was her stomach. So we, we told her to start the hydrochloric acid again, and then we'll talk about you know, what we do for gallbladders, what you can do for gallbladders, and she's, she's gonna do that. I'm gonna see her in, th in two or three more weeks. I, I almost guarantee, and she's gonna go back on her diet, I almost guarantee you she's gonna be fine, even though the whole thing blew up. Okay, so it's a big deal. Temp like the estimates are like 10 to 15 to 20% of people um, in America have gallbladder problems. Uh, and, and that's, that's kind of, it's interesting. There's different cultures. Those of you who might be Indian Americans or Mexican Indians or Canadian Indians, I don't want to get into the whole reasons why on that and the politics of it and all that. It, like 70% of female uh, 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 Canadian women Indian of Indian descent, American Indian descent, and Mexican Indian descent get gallbladder problems. And it's a lot more than what they eat, all right? But, but it's kind of interesting. And then there are other countries, you go to Africa, it's like nobody gets it. And there's reasons for that. So it's it's uh, so this country it's about 20 percent. About 20 percent of people get gallbladder, you know, and it's a lot to do with stress, and it's a lot to do with our diet, and and it's a lot to do with we probably eat like seven tons of food by the time we're like 55 years old. So, but whatever it is, um, you want it working, okay? Uh, it's the most common cause of electric elective surgery in the country. At approximately 750,000 surgeries per year. That's almost a million. Okay, I'm just going to use that as round figures. 320 million people, given it's like one out of 300 people, something like that, uh, gets their gallbladder taken out. Not just gets a gallbladder problem. Okay, 20% of that 325 million get gallbladder problems eventually, but one in 30 gets it taken out approximately. Okay, that's a lot. Okay, that's not like. You know, that's like not one in 10,000 or, or even one in 1,000. That's a lot. And, 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 and it really, really shouldn't be taken out. What happens is, is gallbladders, how they break down, they break down because of stress. Stress causes every, stress just causes your intestines to slow down when you're in fight flight. You know, your, your nature has provided us this thing, this, uh, this mechanism that says, don't poop, <laughs> don't eat, don't pee because you're in fight flight. You're supposed to be fighting or fleeing, not pooping or peeing or, or eating. So it kind of shuts down your throat. Those of you who have, uh, those of you who have trouble swallowing pills, <laughs> uh, uh, look at your stress response. It shuts down your stomach. It shuts down the ability to make hydrochloric acid. It slows down your gallbladder. 
Stress is the number one cause of constipation. Constipation can be a lot of things. Not lack of hydrochloric acid and poor gall gallbladder function are among those things. Okay, S stress shuts down your, 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 your urinary tract. So stress is a big ca cause of it. Uh, obviously eating like a lot of junk is a big cause of it. Illness is a big cause of it. Illness can, sl can slog up your, your, your liver and then that can kind of gunk up your, up your gallbladder. In fact, you, long before you get a gallbladder problem, you get sludge in your gallbladder. It's, been, it's interesting, I have a, uh, another case right now, and we've been working that case down for, for several months, and we, the, in, the, in the case is like probably 90% better, even better than I thought it was gonna be. And, and, and it was funny, we were down to almost our last visits, and I was like, and I keep looking at, I keep looking at this, 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 this assessment form, and, and everything's clearing out except the itchiness. <laughs> and I'm going, you have a gallbladder problem? no, they checked it out. I don't have a gallbladder problem. My gallbladder's fine. It's ejecting. I said, I'm telling you, you have a gallbladder problem because that's what's causing your whole body itchiness. Now I've had it my whole life and it comes and goes. I'm like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna work with your gallbladder. So, and, 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 and at that point, because we had already figured out so many other things about chemical sensitivities and pathogens and fixing your gut and everything, um, it, 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 and, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing. The, the gut problem that was gone was starting to come back. And, and I just got done telling you, you know, fix the gallbladder, it's coming back. I don't, you know, and, and so we, so all we did at this point was we gave this person a couple of supplements. Literally within four days, the itching went away. The gut problems, the intestinal problems, I, I tend to use the term gut, and that's very broad. The intestinal problems that were starting to come back, the gas, the bloating, gone. I suspect that was the last piece to our puzzle. We're not always fortunate enough to get the whole person's <laughs> whole system to get functioning again. But in this particular case, that gallbladder was the last thing. Now, my point of that was going to be this. Tests were normal. I did lab tests on them. Her gallbladder stuff, uh, like the called the GGT, was normal. Her liver enzymes were normal. They had checked her for gallbladder. Her ejection fraction was proper. What does a gallbladder do? It, 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 it just basically is a holding tank for this bile and, 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 and for toxins uh, out of the liver. And it just, when, when it gets the signal from the stomach to, to that, that it, it needs to do something, it goes and it just squishes out bile. Okay, into the intestines, and then that does all the things we talked about before. So long before you get a stone, we'll talk about that a little bit, long before you get a stone, okay, you get sludge. There's no test for sludge. I shouldn't say that. You can do an ultrasound, and depending on how much sludge you have in there, um, you might see it and you might not. So you can go in there, have an ultrasound, done and, and they go, it's perfectly normal. They do your ejection fraction, it's perfectly normal. Lab tests, perfectly normal. That's why we use assessment forms. The assessment form says that the person was having a little trouble still with the, a lot of trouble with the itchiness, uh, a little bit of trouble still with uh, a, a, a little gas four hours after eating and, uh, and, and, and one or two other things I can't remember. But the assessment form said there was a gallbladder problem. Symptoms come, can come on five to 10 years before you see anything in testing. So this is a problem. So this is a problem. This is why those of you who have your gallbladders out, and we'll be talking to you a little bit about that, are, are going like, you know, why did they take my gallbladder out? Or why didn't they, you know, why didn't they know? It's because 
we don't take enough time to do what we're talking about in, in this functional medicine back to basics, which is if you walk back, we talked about how you have to do a history and exam first. And again, we're trying to put together protocols and figure out how I can be comfortable that that person's going to give me enough data to be able to tell them which program would be best for them. In other words, if you're gonna do a, a lesser program and I'm not gonna be involved, or I'm not gonna be involved very much, or I'm gonna have one of my colleagues here at the office be involved, I want to know that if you're gonna be doing this program, that there's a, and you're gonna, you know, if there's a cost involved, it, if you're gonna be spending your time, your effort, you're gonna trust this and you're gonna pay us, I wanna, I wanna make sure there's an awfully good chance that you're gonna get improvement from that particular program. And so, uh, so, so we're trying to figure that out and, and, and that assessment form is, is, I think is gonna end up being a part of this. But because long before that, you're gonna get bloating, you're gonna get distension, you're gonna get burping after meals, you might get the gallbladder pain up here, you might get in the upper back pain, you might just get chronic digestive issues, you might be getting an inability to, now you're avoiding fats, you're avoiding like, eating fit, you know, fatty fishes, uh, you're going to sushi, you're going like, oh my God, like why did I eat that hamachi? And it's like, uh, you know, the overall itchiness, the bitterness, the bitter metallic taste in the mouth, that's a big one. That's your gallbladder bile coming back up into your throat. I get that now and then if I eat too much, not that I ever eat too much. And so, uh, so yeah, so this, these things will happen sometimes 10 years before anything shows up on an ultrasound, all right? So bottom line, you will never be able to restore a healthy gut and microbiome function if you don't resolve a gallbladder issue that's there. So uh, let's see, what else do I wanna tell you about gallbladder? I think, I think that's kinda like the basics of the background of gallbladder, okay? So what do you do about it? So you got a bad gallbladder. So the medical profession, what do you do with the, with the medical profession? The med medical profession has some drugs that that will, um, that will uh, break up. Like, so, that, so the medical profession usually doesn't get involved until they see something on the ultrasound, okay? The, the, the position there is, um, uh, the, the position there is, is um, uh, we're, we're gonna look and see if there's sludge, we're gonna look and see if there's stones, we're gonna look and see if the gallbladder is not pumping right, we're gonna look and see if the gallbladder is, uh, um, is, is becoming gangrenous and obviously, well not obviously, but if it's becoming gangrenous, that predisposes you to the potential of cancer. That's what they're looking for, okay? That's called pathology. If you go in there with uh, a bitter metallic taste in the mouth and I can't eat, you know, eat, I can't eat this, they're not gonna do anything. I can't, eat, I can't eat fatty foods and stuff. They're not going to do anything because that's not the basic standard protocol locally or nationally in the healthcare field. It's like they want to see something. They want to see, they want to see, they want to see liver enzymes up on the test. Okay, they want to see, they want to see, uh, uh, they want to see gallstones. You can have gallstones and not have any of these symptoms, and that can happen. And uh, and they'll take your gallbladder out. Okay, you're gonna have every symptom of gallbladder function and not have gallstones, and they'll go, it's not your gallbladder. So I'm not being a jerk, by the way. Those of you who watch me, you know I'm not against the medical profession. But you know, I've made the point many times that, that the medical profession, as it's developed, is more of an acute pain, acute condition situation, a pathology situation. Let me kill it. Let me take it out. Let me do something like that. That's what they do, okay? And, and, and so if you got that stuff, that's where you want to be. If you got this stuff, 
that may not be where you want to be. So the, the other things that they do is they have bile, they have kind of bile um, sequestering drugs uh, that uh, help you to bind your, 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 your fats because you're not absorbing them. And then the other thing they do is, is you know, they, they take it out. They do have a medication that they can use. Um, uh, they do have medication. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.